Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Vicky O'Farrell. Welcome, Vicky. Well, thank you for having me, Amy. I was going to say, I am going to say, I don't usually introduce people by a a title or a or a sort of a job title or a nickname or whatever, but you are the queen of behaviours, and I just feel that I would be doing you an injustice if I didn't say that. Oh, bless you. Thank you. I, yeah, I rebranded and, and took the title um, last year, actually, a year ago. So why? Why, why are you the queen of behaviours? Uh, well, it, it all started um, back five years ago, six years ago, when I was training for my coaching qualification. And personality profiling yeah we we've all know we've heard of all of these assessment tools i don't like using the word test because that indicates there's a right or wrong and there isn't and and i'm sure everyone's done them at some point in their working life you know whether it's myers briggs belbin clarity 4d lots of different ones um the coaching academy who i trained with used the disc system and when i went to do my assessment day it was like a light bulb moment went off for me. Yeah, it was, it really made me sit back and go, wow, I, I people watch for a, for a hobby. You know, I'm always one of those ones that you're sitting there with your, with your sunglasses on, on holiday, pretending that you're reading a book, but you're not, you're actually just watching everyone else interact with each other. Um, and it kind of made me realise that actually, over the years, when I really got into it and really, really understood myself, it made me realise how much over the years I must have irritated people, frustrated people, and not having a clue why. Because you tend to go along life on autopilot. Yep, you just naturally assume, and there's that classic saying, isn't there? Treat others how you wish to be treated. And that's absolutely fine in terms of respect for each other. But when it comes to communication, it's just a no-no. Because if I treated everyone how I want to be treated, I'd probably alienate 75% of the population because they're not like me. And unless you really understand what it is about you that can have that effect on people, you'll you'll not change, you, you carry on. You know, you don't change who you are. And understanding your personality isn't about changing who you are it is about understanding so you can can adapt it and get the best out of others and those people around you so you say that understanding people and how they are is it's not about under changing who you are it's about understanding people yeah yeah two questions firstly what does it feel like to have a light bulb moment and also how can you not change when you know this? Oh, well, so the light bulb moment 
it, it, it really was. It was just like that. I remember standing in this huge conference room um, at the hotel they were doing the training at. And I just stood there and I was watching Dave Pill, the master practitioner that I was training with. I was just watching him doing his stuff. And I was just like, this is this is me. The, I, I found it. I've really found my, I'd probably call it my niche. Yeah, because there's there's loads of coaches out there, isn't there? You know, but I never I never use the word coach when I talk about myself. I just steer away from it because I just think it's there's lots of them. Um, and so that, yeah, that's probably I'll probably say that's probably the only time I've really had a light bulb moment in business when I've discovered that. Um, and how can I not? I can't change who I am. I I know what I'm like. And when I'm when I'm excited and when I'm just in flow and when everything's going right, I I just am who I am. But what it's made me, especially in the whole year of lockdown, what it's really made me see is when people come on to Zoom, yeah, or Teams or whatever kind of video call it is you can really tell all of the outgoing people because they just unmute. There's, there's, there's not really a Zoom etiquette. You know, the, people now do put hands up and raise hands and stuff like that. But at the start of it, none of us knew how to use it, did we? We were just all, all in it together and chatting over each other. And I'd sit back and I'd watch and I'd think, I'm going to wait to be asked to speak. It's a, to me, it's a bit like being, part, being a, um, a director on a board. Yeah, and being in a board meeting, I think probably the biggest board I was on um, was a membership organisation called IWFM. I served as a non-exec director and I remember going in and I just wanted to talk because that's just me. I just want to talk. And I just remember sitting there thinking, don't do that, Vicky. That's not the rules. That's not the etiquette of the board. And you know what you're like. And I think it was that awareness of knowing how I can just talk when not asked to talk and it's it's really it's really key so I don't change I'm just aware of the situation that I'm in that if I want to if I want to contribute there's a way to contribute whereas somebody who is my kind of style perhaps isn't aware that there is a way to contribute and you don't just talk for the sake of talking so so, so someone who loves talking but also in the same sort of breath loves observing yes how do you balance that so when when I uh if I'm hosting yeah then I know that I've got to talk or if I'm running a workshop or anything like that I'm just aware that I talk enough so that I can see that everybody's got enough information and I'll ask those questions to make sure do you have enough information do you need more detail and I will look around because it's my, as especially if I'm running a workshop, it, and fingers crossed we'll go back to actually doing in-person workshops, it's my job to read the room. Because, say, um, I use the DISC system, so I don't tend to use the word introvert and extrovert, but that's the more common um, language that people understand. I have to understand my introverts and my extroverts in the room, because I have to make sure that when I'm asking a question, the extroverts I know are going to answer. But I have to watch the introverts who are internalizing their thought process before they answer. And I have to make sure that I I give everyone in the room the time, you know, so I can balance it by saying to uh, the extroverts, that's that's really great. You know, Amy, thanks ever so much for your input. Really lovely. I'm going to come back to you again, but I want to come over here up to Vicky. 
so Vicky, could you just give me your answer? And it's it's managing people. And when people, when they're doing one of my workshops, they have their own light bulb moments of like, oh my God, now I understand why I don't get on with so-and-so. And that's the thing that most people have the light bulb moments on of, I now know why I clash, as opposed to, oh my God, now I know why we get on so well, because we're very similar. That's, that's natural. It's, it's where you get to be like, right, now I know why I've got that challenging person on my team. It's not because I don't understand that. Well, I do. I, I don't understand in terms of personality, but it's that whole, right, now I know they're different. Now I know they have different needs and different wants to me. I can now adapt my style to get the best out of them. And what is it about this particular personal personality profiling tool that is preferred over the others? For me, it's the simplicity of DISC. There's many out there and they've all got their own places, but DISC's just, it just stuck with me because it's dominant influence, steadiness and compliance. And there's loads of great D describing words for the D and for the R. And it's, people can, I feel, you know, I probably have to um, give myself a plug there as well in the fact that I think it also helps that I'm a great trainer. <laughs> but it's when people go away and they remember it. Yeah, because I've I've done them before and I've they've not really stuck. You know, I think of ones that I've done where it was colours and I'm like, right, what, what colour am I? And what do the other colours mean? Whereas the way I've been trained to train DISC, it's it's memorable. And what is it that you said, this is me? What is it that was not you before? Um, I think I just, when I set the business up eight years ago, I was delivering training for other people. I was like a facilitator. I never really, it was never me. I was always doing stuff for other people. I never found what I was all about. And that was when that, that was the light bulb moment of, okay, I know I'm trained to become a coach and I am a trained coach, but actually what do I love doing? And I think because of the impact that doing DISC has had on me and how I have learned to adapt my style, it's about helping other people. Yeah, because it's all to me. That's I, I, that's what I love in life. Is I love helping other people. I want people to get, get on. I want people to understand. I want people to grow. I want people to flourish. And the first thing you've got to do is look in the mirror and think about what your personality style is. Because you you could look um, like like the prime minister of England. Yeah, that is a role that we have seen many people in in our lifetimes. And all different personality styles have done that role, you know, it, to some degree of success or not. And it's not about their policies. It's not about them, but it's actually about you can see the strong personality types that are there. You know, it's like we can all do the different jobs. If I really wanted to, I could train to become an accountant. But actually, the thought of sitting doing figures all day long really does not excite me. So why would I do that? I outsource stuff like that in my business where it doesn't excite me. Whereas recording podcasts with people and speaking and being with people excites me. So I try and do as much of the exciting stuff because let's face it, life's short, isn't it? Yeah, I've only got one lap of this thing called life and I want people to make sure that they live in the happy lane. There's no reason to be doing a job that you're not happy with. And 
I hear so many people go, oh, it's just a job, isn't it? Oh, you know, pays the mortgage. I'm like, we spend so much time of our life doing our work. We need to make sure we're happy doing it. We need to make sure we're contented and we're satisfied and it gives us more than it's just a job. Because, you know, there's the saying, do what you love, love what you do. It's why you do recording podcasts and, and it's why you're so successful because you're great at it. But I didn't find it so early in my life. This is a, a sort of a midlife beginning for me. And you say we've got one lap of the happy lane. And again, you've also only just found this in recent years. So why do we not find these things sooner? Um, for me personally, I, my experience is um, I spent my whole time at, at school basically being told that I wouldn't come to anything because I talk too much. And you'll, you, you know, I think those when we tell children, we've got to think about the words that we use because it sinks in into our subconscious brain and therefore we start believing it as truths. You know, we take in millions of bits of data all the time. And and when we keep hearing the same thing over and over and again, it makes those crevices in our brain, doesn't it? And it sticks with us, which is I was why I get frustrated with um, if I see I'll give an example um, of uh, spelling. Yeah. So if a child comes home and they've done 10 spellings and they've got nine spellings right, the parent that really goes, well done, that was nine, that's amazing, we'll get you on that extra one, that child is going to have a different philosophy on life if that parent turned around and went, I can't believe you got one wrong. You focus on the focus on the wrong, not the right. And it's that whole way that we support people. And I believe that is a, a, way, a philosophy of life is the fact that we have to encourage. Yeah. And not constantly do the negative because that goes into our subconscious. And that's because so that's that's me. That's why I don't believe I found this because, you know, I'm 50 now and you know, 35 years ago, you went and got a job and that's what you did. And. I, I've, I've done some great jobs. I've loved most of the of the jobs that I've had, but this this makes me excited. This makes me get out of bed in the morning. So let's say you were at school and you were told that you didn't you talked too much. What happened if you then got your disc profile done at that time and talking too much was then became an asset? Oh, that would be amazing. If if schools could understand and do this, and there are disc trainers out there that specialise in doing it with children, because there's a different, it's actually a different set of questions that, that you would ask an adult, you, you would ask a question, but you can support children, you can, you know, careers teachers can, I don't even know, do they actually still have careers teachers at school? I don't know, but I remember doing a talk actually my local um secondary school they asked me to go in and do the year-end um like final talk not the the year in the pandemic but the year before and you know i'm gonna do this with you so i i I started off by saying all the adults or any any person not in education please would you raise your hand and i would say it was um two-thirds of the audience raised their hands I said, okay, and if you would like to please keep your hand up if you knew what you wanted to do when you left school. The amount of hands that went down. Yeah, so I've probably now only got a quarter of the room with their hands up. And I said, and finally, please keep your hand up 
if you are doing what you wanted to do when you left school, you might have changed companies, but if you are still in that career of what you wanted to do when you left school, please keep your hand up. Turned around, there's about one or two people with their hands up. And the message there to the school leavers like, it's okay if you don't know what you want to do. And it's also okay if you change your mind. Because there's so much pressure for kids, isn't there? It's like, I think of when, when adults meet children, you know, if I, if I think of, uh, especially like my 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 parents' generation, and, and they meet the, you know, children at school, and the first thing they say is, what do you want to do when you leave school? <laughs> Why can't we have another conversation with them other than what you want to do when you leave school? I'm, I've no idea. I've no idea what I want to do when I leave school. Is that bad? You know, and then and it's like the conversation stops because they kind of, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of children out there who know what they want to do and they go and they do that. But there's also plenty of people out there that have no idea what they want to do. And I think we just need to encourage them as to what they want to do like you say if they did profiling in schools it's like okay now let's look at careers that you would flourish in yeah so for me you know sitting doing data entry would not have been like a big thing for me um I, I, I worked in a bank actually my first five years of my career and I flourished in the bank being on the as a cashier and being on reception and opening the bank accounts and talking to people and meeting people that is where I flourished but there was also the time that you had to go in the back office and do the encoding of the checks I'm really showing my age now aren't I <laughs> and you had to do the data entry and I oh, you remember you used to get the rotor on a Friday and if I was in we called it REM I can't even remember what that stands for now and I used to remember if I got on Friday I'm like oh I'm in REM next week and you, I just felt it. I have no idea why. Yeah. But it's obviously my personality doesn't want to be stuck in the back office inputting. I wanted to be with people. So what's the mission, Becky? What's the mission behind Queen of Behaviours? What's what's going to happen? How are you going to affect change on a on a massive global level? Ooh. Or is that not the plan? I'd love to do it. I mean, the thing with Queen of Behaviours, whilst I outsource lots of stuff in, and the business has other people in it, I'm the person that does the delivery. But I'm on a mission. Um, if I think in the corporate world, I'm on a mission to make people first, to make the workplace work. You know, we, we all have to go into the workplace, but we all want different things from the workplace so that we can do the tasks in hand. And it's the mission privately just to get people to understand. Because once you... Once you can recognise, so if you're doing a workshop, again, with anyone, yeah, and you're understanding profiles, you can understand how to recognise people's styles. And once you can recognise it and you can understand them, you can respect our differences as well, because we all have a place in this world and we all have value to bring. And it's understanding if I'm going to be on a project, if I'm going to work and do something, who do I need around me? that's gonna help me make this a success. Because if the world was full of Vickies, well, I'd be exhausted, <laughs> not about anybody else. I am, I'm exhausting to be around, I know I am. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people focus on surrounding themselves with like-minded people, but actually I'm against that. I'm, I'm a case of actually, no, surround yourself with people who are broad-minded, who are open-minded as opposed to like-minded. 
Absolutely. You tend to in your social circle, yeah, your friends, your all they all you all tend to be very similar styles because that's naturally who you migrate with. But absolutely, in in the workplace, I, I want to learn. You know, I might just said I've just turned 50 this year, but I still want to learn stuff. So I need to surround myself with different people because it's not just about knowledge yet learning of knowledge it's about learning of other kinds of skills what is it that makes you tick what makes us human yeah we're very different human beings so I want to understand in this world that we live in that has got smaller and smaller you know different cultures the diversity side of things what is it you know what, what do you do and and so to you're absolutely right I'm with you on that surround myself with different people and you said you'd be exhausted if you were surrounded by yourself and because it is exhausting being Vicky. But what keeps you, I would say, on an even keel, if possible? Is that, is that even a, a, a way of living for you? Oh, so what stops me being completely exhausted? <laughs> so I guess at the moment, because I haven't been out doing live workshops, everything's been on, on video. So I do have days where I might not speak to anyone, but I'll plan my week that I think, okay, that's a down day. That's absolutely fine. I've got no meetings in that day. I'm going to focus on putting a marketing plan together or what does next quarter look like? Um, and I might then, and I'm, I'm very then aware of it, that when my husband comes home from work, I don't end up just he chewing his ear off the minute he walks in the door I've done that before and that's the other thing I know I've done that before because he walks in and I haven't seen anyone and he just looks at me and goes oh I've only just walked in I'm gonna leave again and it, again it's awareness it's absolute awareness of who you are I can't change who I am I can't change my personality style I mean I would say in business it has a it has changed over the years but the I part of my profile is still the dominant pro profile. Yeah, and, and that always will be. I, I'm not going to change unless if you looked up a gentleman called Phineas Gage, who had a very nasty accident, took his eye, yeah, took that front, front, the frontal lobe of his brain out, completely changed his personality. Well, unless you had an accident like that, you're not going to change personality. You, you are who you are. And we can even talk about, so I'm one of four siblings. And I would say we're all very different from each other. Um, you know, because people think, oh, well, is it your genetic makeup and that kind of stuff? Like, I'm very different. It's It all comes about with, you know, how you, how, how you are treated from the minute you're born, you know, and how people react to you and how you react to situations makes us who we are. And knowing that we have, different perspectives and and different ways of operating and that there are infinite amount of different realities that we have and the different courses of life of where we can go how do you see that in just those four areas in the disc so uh, while I talk about the four areas of disc you know you're a blend of all of those four and it, it depends on how uh, I call it above or below the line your your profile sits tells me how you deal with different parts of life and we 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 need to surround ourselves with a variety of people especially in the workplace we can't all be in charge 
we can't all want to do everything. We can't all be quiet and pick up the details. We can't all focus on the team. We can't all be the person that stands on the stage giving the talk. You know, we need we need to make sure that we understand. And that, that's the point is, you know, that's why I'm on a mission to make sure that everyone does understand what their personality style is. And whether you, you know, come to me and use my disk system or you go somewhere, you once you get that understanding, that real understanding as a business owner, you can grow your business because you can ensure that your team is motivated, that you, you give your people the, the jobs and the tasks that excite them rather than the jobs and the tasks that are going to bore them. And what about taking this into your personal side of life as well? Well, they say opposites attract, don't they? And I know plenty of people who are polar opposites in terms of personalities, but very happily together. Um, now, we do change. Again, I can use myself as an example rather than people that I know. So my husband, as my husband, is very similar to me. He is very I-style. He's very outgoing. He's very sociable. He's very He likes to be with lots of people and big crowds. Yet, as my husband, as co-director on his business, so we run a construction company as well. I, I'm only there like half a day a week. Oh, he's completely the opposite. And we can have some humdingers of a row when we're talking work because we're so opposite. But because I profiled him and I've we've sat next to each other and we understand what we're like as husband and wife and what we're understand what we're like as co-directors, there's there's a, a mutual agreement. You know, we, we it's respect in terms of we know our differences. But you can use it in your personal life because, again, even doing things like voluntary work, you know, I'm a local Rotarian and all my Rotarians, they're not all like me. I've got some people who are very opposite and I just need to make sure that when there's a project, if I understand your style, I know you're going to come at me with how it affects everyone else or you're going to want to be in charge or you're getting too much detail in there. It's fine. I just, you know, if somebody comes, so, so the detail part, which is the C part of the personality profiling, if somebody comes at me with lots and lots of detail, I just have to, I, I bite my tongue because I'm just like, it's fine. They just need to give me detail. They just need to give me detail. And then what I'd say the next time around is like, okay, on the detail, can I just have it as a high level? Yeah, I don't really need all that granular detail. If I have high level, that would be amazing because it's making them understand that I just don't need it. Whilst you would naturally give it to me, I just don't need it. It's a bit like I say to people, if I'm too in your face, yeah, if you don't need, if you don't want to talk, if you don't want the chit chat and you just want to get straight down to business, then just tell me, I'll get straight down to business. No, it's really useful. And I recognise that the relationship that you have with your husband, because it's the same for my husband as well. We are <laughs> polar opposites. And I can only tell you in, in terms of Myers-Briggs what, they, what we are, but we did that 26 years ago. So we understood exactly where we're coming from and it has helped majority of the time I have to say sometimes you know you still have those very different of opinion conversations slash arguments uh, but it is really useful to understand that we are coming from very different perspectives and we are processing information differently we we are seeing the world from very different perspectives and it, it does make for interesting conversations as well. It does. Like you say, though, as long as you respect each other's differences, you know, it's a lot of the time it, it's about opinions, isn't it? It's not facts and figures. Uh, you know, even 
I'd even take the example of the fact that um, two plus two equals four. Absolutely. But so does one plus three. And so does nine minus five. There's lots of different ways you can get to four. So I'm not trying to say two plus two equals five. That is incorrect. It's just an opinion. And that's my opinion. And let's, you know, we should encourage about, you know, having openness and honesty and debates and stuff. But I do worry. I don't really want to go down the road on this podcast. I do worry about the council culture. Council culture. You know, where you have an opinion and somebody doesn't agree with it. So you just wiped out. I'm just like, why can't we have opinions? Why can't we have that freedom of speech anymore? Because the world is full of different people. We need to have that, I think, don't you, for a healthy life? Yeah, and what does a healthy life look like for you, Vicky? Oh, so um, successful business. Happiness to me is, you know, simple, really simple things, you know, air in my lungs, love in my heart surrounded by friends and family and ease I, I don't like conflict you know there, there are times when you have to have difficult conversations for business and if that happens it's like I, I need I need the rest of my life to be simple and easy and I just want people to you know to get on to understand each other respect each other have debate but also understand what they want to do and help business grow and like I said earlier when we were chatting the amount of people that you hear who say oh I don't like I'm not happy in my job oh I hate my job I've heard that I hate my job I'm like hate that's a really strong word what is it about your job that you hate you know is it the job is it the hours is it the people you work with it is it the is it the the values of the business that clash with you you know because we should all be doing things that we love because it makes life so much easier and do you see that as being a a possible future for everyone anything's possible isn't it it's only impossible was it audrey hepburn said that wasn't it <laughs> the word impossible says i'm possible itself it is but you have to you have to want to do it. You have to want to change. You have to want to be able to understand stuff so that you can. There are people that are just like, well, it's just the way it is, isn't it? I'm never going to change it. And I'm like, well, unless you change your mindset, you're not going to. So you've got to change your mindset first and be open to, to other ways of doing things, other things to learn about. So you mentioned earlier that you love to learn and grow and yet also you like the simplicity and the ease do they ever sort of form a conflict there um so I guess on, on business wise I love learning and I love growing and I love doing new stuff and I the, the amount of programs I I put myself on just to expand my knowledge so that I can share it with my clients um it's so in business I am full-on so I guess in my personal life my private life is where I probably prefer the, the 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 reduced conflict I don't like I don't like conflict you know let's let's not for me whereas there are some people that that thrive on a battle constantly I'm like fine go go on your own field I'm with you on both those elements that I, I think I'm on currently four different programs, which is certainly stretching my mind at the moment. But it, it's important for me. It's my, one of my highest values is learning and achievement and and just constantly growing. I wanted to go back to what you were sister saying right at the beginning about 
how you said it was that light bulb moment. This is me. What is what was you? What wasn't you before? What was what was your why before? Have you only just found your why? I think it comes to um, it's not so much finding my why, but finding my purpose in life, which I guess is is your why, isn't it? It's it's helping support other people. I spent an awful when I left the bank. I then spent many a years in sales. And whilst I had the thrill of of closing deals and stuff like that, I always wanted to make sure that people that bought what I was selling were happy with it and that they wanted to, you know, purchase again. And it was, it was just, I I think I got, I didn't get, no, maybe I did, maybe I just got bored in that. I got bored of chasing the sale constantly. Well, I haven't said that. I'm running my own business. I'm always chasing the sale. But I think the thing is, because I love what I do, it doesn't feel like work. And that's what I try and help other people understand. Find your why. You know, like the whole podcast is all about that, isn't it? Do what you love and love what you do. And it doesn't feel like work because a life is too short to be going around saying, I hate my job. It really is. And you spoke earlier of that one lap that we have of the happy lane. And we saw Captain Tom Moore do several laps of his happy lane and having got to the end of his life. And, and as a metaphor, you also said about looking in the mirror. What is it we're looking in the mirror for? For ourselves, so that we can actually recognise who we are, what our subconscious core values are, what we stand for, not what other people tell us that we stand for, but really understand yourself and what you stand for what your values are you know I'm all about fairness um, in this world other people aren't that's fine they can go and do their stuff but when you look in the mirror and understand your own personality style as well understand why you're different from other people and I've said always say it's not about being right or wrong there isn't a right or wrong when it comes to personalities it is that recognizing, understanding, and respecting our differences. You know, when we need to put teams together, I need somebody on the team who is totally opposite to me, picking up all the detail that I know I'm going to miss. So I just know that when it comes to communication with that person, it will be a challenge. But I need to do this to get the project done. So, what's next on the horizon for you, Vicky? Ooh, um, so I oh, I ran my first mastermind this year. Oh my god, it was amazing. The watching, I only had women actually. I didn't know men came on my mastermind, but seeing the growth in these women and seeing them all have light bulb moments as I took them on that was that was amazing. So for me, it's another mastermind. I've recorded all my um, workshops as well now, so people can just buy them online And because I've realised that different personalities also learn differently. Not everybody wants to be in a workshop. Some people like videos. Some people like documents to read. Somebody like webinars. You know, we're all different. So I've done all of that as well. And then um, it's 2021. I'd love to think that I'd actually get a holiday in this year. But I don't think I'll be going on an aeroplane anywhere. <laughs> no. Yeah, shame. Same, same here. It'd be great to go away. But talking about being an on autopilot and now being the pilot of your own life, is sort of thinking about 
getting away places where where is it that you want to take yourself and for the next 50 plus years uh, for queen of behaviors i want to carry on i want to carry on doing this as long as i can and to be honest as long as i can talk and my memory stays you know so i can and and if that nothing that that covid has not taught us all is that as long as you can communicate you can do your job anywhere you know you can deliver from anywhere so i'd like to just carry on doing that um i think my husband would like to do another project which will mean potentially selling this place and doing something else that's said with a really big gulp i said to him i'm not living in a caravan <laughs> can't do that um I, and I just know that he'll have it, but I'll, I'll, I'll do where, because that's the other thing that, that COVID said. I said, we can live anywhere. I don't need to be within commuting distance of London. I can go and be anywhere now. So let's let's have a look. And I'd like some more, more regular holidays. I think that's the one thing when you run your own business, you know, actually to have a holiday and switch off. Because, you know, no matter what, the, the phone is always there. I, I don't want to miss stuff. So I think I need to make sure when I've, when I'm on holiday that you know my VA is not on holiday and that they're there to pick it all up for me so that I can really have some downtime and you spoke about as long as you can communicate you can do anything from anywhere hmm. what else is is for you as, as important as communication um knowledge making sure that I also am up to speed and up to date with anything that's i mean disc itself has been around dr william morton marston published his studies in 1928 of you know the, the emotions of normal people and that's what the disc theory is based on but i like to make sure that i am up to date with everything so i do lots of webinars with the coaching academy and i speak to dave pill and bev james regularly to make sure that i'm 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 at the top of my game um, and that if I need to make any improvements, I can, because I can't serve my clients if I'm not at the top of my game. So what would somebody come to you and say, I've got a problem with, would it be with their behaviour or is it often something that they haven't seen and, and it's because of what you do that you then unroot the issues? Yeah, so you could, uh, probably communication is probably the biggest thing that people come and say, you know, we've got some disjointed communication, I'm trying to get us all working. You think about now and the fact that we're trying to reintegrate people back into the, the workplace from their workspace, however that's been at home or, or wherever. And so actually getting everyone back to how that they're going to work together how we can communicate. So you think of, of a board, we always think about, you know, top down and the fact that, you know, if the board are all singing the same song, if they're all communicating really well and, they, and they've got great leadership skills, then that shows and it goes down to the next level and the next level and the next level. But actually those grassroots people, you know, if they're all together, it's not, to me, doing profiling is not about just doing it for, you know, senior people in the team, everybody everybody needs to understand what makes them tick you know and how they can communicate better with their other people you know simple I'd like to say <laughs> but are you not saying that I am saying that it is it's simple if you understand it and it's getting that knowledge out there and sharing what I do but there's loads of people that do profiling there's loads of you know you can 
it, 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 like so you said that you did Myers Briggs. I can't remember what I am in Myers Briggs. I think I'm ENFJ or something. You Same. know, yeah. <laughs> but, but I I I know it, and I know that if it starts with an E or an I, it, it it's extrovert or introvert. You know, but that's because that's what I do as well. And it's it's getting people to find a tool that works for you that you understand that you can carry on and that you can use with your teams because you know life should be a little bit more simple than you know it's tough enough out there isn't it running a business if you can't communicate with people it's even harder yeah I like the less is more approach to life for sure yeah maybe maybe that's an age thing maybe we have <laughs> Get to the stage of just like, oh God, life's too hard. I don't need to struggle with communication. No, absolutely. It is. It is the foundation of of everything we do, and and communication is so important. So, with that in mind, how would people be able to get in contact with you, Vicky? Well, you can find me via my website, which is queenofbehaviors.com, or just simply email hello at queenofbehaviors.com. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes because I know that my American audience would spell behaviours different. So I need to oh. make sure that they, they know where to get hold of you. So do you have some final words for us after this fabulous conversation? It's been an absolute joy having you on, Vicky. I knew it would be because you are, after all, you know, full of energy and it has taken us through. But what are your final words for us? So my when it comes to personalities, Always remember, there's no right or wrong. It's about recognising, understanding and respecting our differences. But that my motto for life, we have one lap of this thing called life and you are in the driving seat. And if you're not happy with the direction, then indicate and change lanes. Life should be in the happy lane. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.